1: Hello, it's Mel here, Community Manager and Nutritionist here at Natural Super Kids. Today we are celebrating our 100th episode, which is a really exciting milestone. We are really proud to have reached 100 episodes and we recently celebrated 100,000 downloads. So thank you so much to everyone who tunes in every week and listens to Jess's podcast. Um, so we thought we would swap things around today and I would interview Jess for something different. So welcome to the podcast, Jess.
0: Hello, Mel. This feels so weird being on the <laughs> other side of the, I of the interview. <laughs> I know. It's, it's very strange. <laughs> it is, but I'm excited. I'm excited to share um, and answer some of these questions. Yeah, so
1: we asked our listeners and also our club members and then also people who follow us on social media just a couple of questions that they wanted me to ask Jess. Um, And we aim to kind of keep this away from your typical kind of like ask the naturopath questions and we wanted to do more of a personal approach. So, um, yeah, our listeners have let us know a couple of questions which we will ask throughout this episode. Yay, let's get cool. into it. All right. So the first one has come through and that is, what is your favourite kind of
0: holiday? Oh, I'm so ready for a holiday right now. So <laughs> we <all laughs> any, any holiday will do right now. Um, but, uh, and I love travel. I think working from home... When I have time off, I just really love to get away. So even throughout COVID, I would book these little, you know, little getaways within South Australia because that's where I live. Um, Yeah, just to get out of that everyday routine. But my favorite type of holiday is definitely something that includes some adventure, lots of time outside, out in nature. Some of my friends think, think I'm crazy. Like I love multi-day backpacking, hiking trips. I love camping, spending time at the beach and also disconnecting. So, we have a, a rule in our family that when we go away, we limit our time. It used to be absolutely no screen time at all, but now the kids are older, it's getting harder. <laughs> and yeah. sometimes I have to check in on work things occasionally. But um, yeah, we keep screens to uh, a minimum. And I think that's why I love camping so much because if you stay in a cabin or staying in stay in an Airbnb you know, the TV goes on at night, even if it's just a movie, but when you're camping and out in nature, that doesn't happen. So yeah, that's definitely my kind of holiday that I love.
1: Yeah. This isn't on the list, but I know that you're going away for these upcoming holidays. Mm. So did you want to let us know where you're going and what the plan is? And also, I guess, more so into how you, now that you have teenagers, um, traveling with teenagers and kids, like the, how you say that they get to choose an adventure or an activity that they really like to do?
0: Yes. Yes. So we are off to Tasmania in January and the prime kind of reason we're going to Tasmania one, I've never been to Tasmania. I've traveled a lot, but I've never been to Tasmania, which is quite embarrassing. But also my son, who is almost 15, he's 15 next week, actually, um, loves mountain biking like that's his his thing and so we are taking the mountain bikes well the boys are taking theirs and um we're hiring a car and we are traveling around to some of the good the really good mountain bike parks in Tasmania and yeah when we are planning holidays I love to get the kids involved as well now that they're older you know they they don't love the hiking holidays unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> so um this holiday my my son obviously had a lot to do with planning and our last one my daughter chose and that was just a little getaway into the city she wanted a, a city stay in adelaide that was her yep. idea of a a great holiday so yeah, yeah getting they're
1: the kids- quite opposite aren't they in their requests yeah.
0: they are which makes it really tricky i will say my daughter is not very excited about going to tasmania (laughs) i think once she gets there she'll be fine but um yeah she she really wants to go somewhere tropical and obviously tasmania (laughs) is probably the opposite
1: of that yeah definitely and i mean going on a mountain biking adventure is such an out of the box kind of i know you know given that Mm. your son loves mountain biking but like for me I totally wouldn't even plan like think to plan a holiday
0: like that. So you're mm. going to
1: see different things to what you normally would yes. on a holiday in Tasmania.
0: Yes, definitely. And I'm hoping that I can talk my daughter into doing some hiking while the boys do yeah. mountain biking because <laughs> the mountain biking is quite gnarly over there. It's not something I'll be doing yes. a lot of. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Okay. Um. On to our next question. If you could live anywhere in the world, where would you live?
0: Okay. So, oh, this is such a good question. Look, I love where we live. We live on the Flurio Peninsula, which is about an hour south of Adelaide on the beach, very close to the beach. It's a five-minute walk to the beach from our house. And my husband and I traveled a lot in our 20s like we spent 5 years traveling working adventuring our way around the world and we always thought oh we could live anywhere like we could settle down somewhere else but we always <laughs> ended up coming back here and the same we did a year around Australia when the kids were little up And we thought, oh, maybe we'll find like our ideal place to live on our travels. But something always pulls us back to this area, which is where we both grew up. So Yeah, okay. And your family lives there too, don't they? Exactly, yeah. So all of our friends and family are here. You know, the beaches are beautiful. We've got amazing food and wine. The community is amazing here as well. Um, So really, this is my ideal place to live except i would love to for it to be a little bit warmer
1: (laughs) i'm up in brisbane and so often if jess and i chat on zoom jess and scott are in hoodies that's um jess's husband scott are in hoodies and i'm in a singlet sweating with aircon on so it's always quite funny when we have meetings.
0: Oh, it is. I just like, we get really hot, dry summers down here, yeah. but the winters just go on forever. And even yeah. in the summer, we can never guarantee that it's going to be hot. Like my son's yes. birthday's in December and you can't organize like a beach party and know for sure that the weather's going to be good. So the only downside of living down here is the, the cold winters and what feels like Fairly long winters. Although, you yeah. know, compared to places like London, it's not, yeah. which I've lived in London before. And that's the thing, we have lived in lots of different places. Like we would, we stopped a few times on our big lap around Australia. So we lived a few months in Darwin, a few months in Margaret River, a few months in Ballina near Byron. Yeah. And then when we were backpacking around the world in our 20s before kids, we lived in London, we lived in the Lake District, we lived on Vancouver Island, we lived in Jasper in the, in the Rocky Mountains. So we've lived in lots of beautiful places, but something always, you know, it's the friends and the family that always pull us back here, I think. Yeah,
1: of course. That sense of community is really important. Yeah. Okay. Um, what is one piece of parenting advice you would give to your listeners?
0: Oh, well, (laughs) I will just say I am not a parenting expert and to be completely honest, I'm feeling very lost in parenting as we are in the teen years, which feels like a whole other world of parenting (laughs) compared to the younger years. Um, But I think one thing that I would say is like to, to truly listen and take notice and be curious about who your children truly are rather than being attached to who you think they are or yeah. what you expect them to be or what you want them to be. We hear of those stories where, you know, parents are kind of living their own failed dreams <laughs> through the kids, right? <laughs> yes. And it's it's hard not to kind of encourage kids to go down certain paths based on maybe what you think they could be good at or, um, you know, maybe should be doing or that sort of thing. But I think like really, really being curious and listening and taking notice, as I said, about, um, who they are and taking the time, no matter how busy you are to, really listen to kids because I think as my kids are now in the teens and going into the teens my daughter is um you know they do tend to talk to you less but I yeah. think they 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 talk you know they'll open up more if they really feel heard and listened to and not judged which is tricky we, we like when when we're talking to kids or they might tell us something and we'll be like oh you know, and, and respond or react, um, rather than just truly kind of, yeah, listening and being curious about what they really are sort of saying. So I don't know if I'm making much sense, but a good example of this is my son. As I said, he's going into year 10 next year and he's decided that he wants to transfer to a trade school. Um, and I was at first a little reluctant to, you know, for him to make that full move. Like there is an option to just move part-time so he can try it out and make sure he likes it. But he was adamant that he wants to do a trade. He's a bit bored and not engaged with school. He's doing, still doing pretty well, but he's, yeah. he's bored. And so he's that real hands-on kid. And when they do something hands-on, like in science or when he is doing... Um, you know, woodwork or tech at school, he comes home really kind of excited. And so I've had to really like let him navigate that and and go down that path, even though I am supportive of it for sure. But I, you know, there's part of me is like, oh, it's so, such. So, you're so young to be making this big decision. Um, yeah. You just but- have to trust that he knows himself yeah. and what he really wants to do. That's right, and that it's going to lead him to what he should be doing. Yeah, Um, and I mean, there's
1: nothing wrong with a trade either. Like, uh, I feel like um, a lot of my family come from trades and you can push through to grade 12, but it's just like a miserable two, three years when, you know, you'd rather get in there, get your hands, you know, and start learning the trade early.
0: Well, that's right. And this program is so amazing because you can do, by the time he finishes year 12, he will have his SACE, which is the South Australian Certificate of Education, plus he'll be two years into an apprenticeship. So, Yeah, amazing. Yeah, he's really excited. He's very driven to, you know, he wants to make money. Sooner rather than later. (laughs) Yeah. And good on him. Like, he's got that drive already. So that's right. And Um, if we were sort of like, no, you can stay at school, you can keep going the sort of traditional route, then who knows what would happen. So that's just one example of really kind of listening to what he wants as opposed to kind of, you know, letting our fears of what might happen get in the way.
1: Yeah. I think that's (laughs) great advice. Not, I don't have any kids, but I think, yeah, I'm of the same kind of mindset of like, letting kids be who they actually want to be and not um, following in that kind of generational cookie cutter yeah. approach where it's like, oh my grandfather was an accountant. So,
0: you know, you're an accountant and I like everyone's accountant. Yes. <laughs> yes. And and another example going back to what we we're talking about, uh, my kids being different, yeah. is my daughter. It's like me and my husband and my son are quite outdoorsy active people. And my daughter isn't as much, and so that can really trigger me. Like, let's get out. You know, when she says, yes. oh, "I don't want to go to the beach," it's like, what child doesn't want to go to the beach? Yes. <laughs> but that, but I've also got to honour who she is and what yes. she enjoys doing, um, which can be really tricky. Like, it's not always easy to do that.
1: Yeah, and there's no manual when it comes to parenting. Mm. You never know what you're going to get. The next, <gasps> you know, one day's different to the next.
0: <laughs> exactly, and they change so much as they grow up as well. So yeah, yeah it's a it's yeah. a tricky journey, that's for sure.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so keeping into like the family theme. Um someone asked, have your family and yourself always lived this lifestyle or was there a before natural super kids life? Oh
0: I'm gonna have to let all my all my secrets <laughs> out on this one. Actually <laughs> this question. So what I will say, and I'm, I'm taking this to mean like the natural super kids life, like the healthy, health, the healthy lifestyle that we promote, um, and encourage and, and inspire and support people to kind of, um, you know, to, to make those healthy, healthy changes. So What I will say is, I was actually kind of more strict, if that's the right word, in this way when the kids were littler. And as they've grown up, I've gotten, I've become more comfortable with having a more balanced approach and somewhat letting go of those, you know, perfect nutrition ideals. I think you have to with teenagers for sure, because they get their independence and you don't have full control over what they're doing, what they're eating anymore, and that's just inevitable because we want to be bringing up independent kids, right? Yeah. Um, So I was much kind of stricter with nutrition and health when, when my kids were littler, and now I am a bit more laxed for sure. Uh, I remember, you know, sending, we were talking about this the other day, actually, as I was packing lunchboxes, and we were talking about the fact that I used to send the kids to kindy with like mashed sardines and boiled (laughs) eggs kind of.
1: Nothing like sardines in a lunchbox.
0: (laughs) What a cruel mum. And I remember my son coming home going, mum, so-and-so said my lunchbox stinks. Can you not pack that fish in my lunchbox anymore? Up until that point, he loved sardines, you know. Yeah. Like so, that's just an example of like, you know, I, I would never dream, I would never be allowed to pack sardines in lunch lunchbox anymore. Now, my kids yeah, are high and school. And I guess like
1: you've been a naturopath for twenty years. That's a long time. Well, tw- mm-hmm. more than twenty years, isn't it? 22? Yeah, more than twenty. Yeah. yeah, twenty-two. So you've kind of lived this life for a, for a while,
0: you know, two decades, yeah, definitely. And what I've found also is that you know, being too perfectionist about everything actually leads to a lot of stress yeah. and can yeah. kind of socially isolate you from people because they don't want to invite you or you won't go to that party because the food's not going to be he- perfectly healthy, all of that sort of thing. And so I think a more balanced approach is actually healthier in a lot of ways. um, And then prior to children, well, that was a whole nother story because in my teens and 20s, I did not live a very healthy lifestyle. There was lots of partying, lots of drinking. Um, You know, I went through a stage where I was going to, you know, rave dance parties every (laughs) weekend. Um, When when we were travelling, my now husband and I – we got a lot of live in pub jobs in the uk and so we yeah. would live upstairs with a whole heap of other aussies work in the pub like work you know really late nights um you know alcohol there was there was too much alcohol and there was not very healthy food choices either because we were really living on a very tight budget. We were being paid ridiculously low amount of money, like four pounds an hour or something, but we had our accommodation and all our food included, but that was pub food. Yeah. So, you know, I lived like that for months. I remember I used to go to the shop and get, you know, some fruit because that wasn't even part of, you know, our diet. So my diet has not always been good, but I that's given me that contrast of knowing how good you can feel when you eat well and live a healthy lifestyle compared to when you don't.
1: Yes. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, the next question is, what's your favorite memory?
0: Favorite memory. Oh, so the first one that comes to mind, obviously, so many, like could go way back into childhood. I had a very... You know, lovely, stable childhood. But the first one that came to mind is it's an it's a travel one, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, this was my very first overseas travel experience, and I set off. Uh, basically, I finished um, my studies as a naturopath, and went off traveling and backpacking the world. And um, the first, our first stop was as camp counsellors. Oh, yeah, cool. The US, yeah. So uh, we, me and my now husband got a job working in a, um, on a camp called Bar 717 Ranch. So it was a very grassroots kind of um, basic, camp. It wasn't one of those, you know, where you water ski on the lake and all of that sort of thing. It was, we literally slept on platforms like planks of wood, just with a roof and a back, like an open cabin. um, And we're in charge of groups of kids that came mainly from Los Angeles and San Francisco. So they were kind of, you know, upper class, a bit snotty kids. (laughs) <laughs> One mm-hmm. of them. um and we weren't much older like I was literally 23 some of these kids were sort of um you know well I think 16 17 um and we worked as lifeguards and um yeah slept on these platforms we got put on these outdoor um adventures, like taking groups of kids out for overnight camping adventures. I was way out of my league, <laughs> way out of my comfort zone. I think they just assumed these guys are Aussies, they know yeah. the outdoors, you know, there was bears and all sorts oh of things, gosh. snakes, rattlesnakes. Um, but this was like, like I said, it was my first overseas experience and I didn't travel much as a kid. And so it just opened my eyes to the big wide world out there, and we made such good, strong relationships. Some of these people we still keep in contact with with other camp counselors that were from, you know, the US, Germany, Russia, the UK, Spain, and we became really close. And the one memory that comes comes to mind is when we were all leaving camp after I think it was three or four months, sort of living, which doesn't sound like a lot of time, but we just became so close because we were all away from home and it was very kind of intense um, experience, I guess. And we had this day where we all went whitewater rafting together and then all said goodbye and went our separate ways. And it was just this bittersweet kind of feeling of like we've just had the most incredible experience together. And now we're all kind of going off on other travel adventures.
1: Yeah. I um, I remember I wanted to do that camp council thing but it just seemed way too out of my comfort zone (laughs) I was like "Mm, I'm not very outdoorsy I don't think this is for me yeah well do you know
0: (laughs) I think that is what kind of made me outdoorsy because I was not an outdoorsy kid like I was my family wasn't outdoorsy but I feel like that camp experience just being thrown into having to do that and I loved it is what kind of led to me, led me into just really loving
1: that the real outdoors sense of adventure.
0: Yeah, yeah. sparked yeah. that sense of adventure. And awesome. I think now because I spend all day, every day in front of my computer, you know, running an online business, I just really need that kind of outdoor adventure time um, when I'm not working. Like whether that's on the weekend or when we go away, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, you get cabin fever working from home a lot.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. We know about yeah. that, don't we? Yeah,
1: go a bit nutty. <laughs> um, okay, someone's asked, "What's your greatest achievement?" Oh, well, I've got to say, my
0: kids, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so outside I- of the kids, I guess, because you know that's <laughs> that's a given. It's kind of a given, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, when I look at my kids now. Uh, almost 15 almost 13 i'm like and i'm sure all parents can relate like i cannot believe that i created this this person like physically but also all of the you know like just developed them all of these years that they've been living um i would say so so my kids and my marriage so i've been with my husband i was 17 when we got together i'm now 44 so i've been with him for more way more than half my life um were you high school sweethearts or met just after school? Yeah, I was just finishing high school, but he's a bit older. He's nearly five years older than me. So he was well out. He was the cool older guy with the car <laughs> and the job. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he had long dreadlocks. Um, he played in a band. He yeah, still okay. loves loves music. So it was kind of that that sort of um yeah, setup. And <laughs> so we didn't get we it took us a lot of years to get married um so we traveled and um yeah we we got married in 2016 so we were together a long time before we actually got married but then moving on from that it's this really i'm so proud of this life that we've now created we, where we work together he's a integral part of Natural Super Kids as well, like obviously much more behind the scenes. So we both work full time in the business, but we've also kind of overcome those societal gender kind of norms. Um, And he, you know, he basically came to work in what was my business um, and left his job um, to come home and sort of lighten the load when it comes to the kids and all the house stuff. Um, So I'm so proud that we have kind of created this life where we're both very involved with the kids and we're both Mm -hmm. here when they get home from school, even though they're not that interested in us anymore now that they're teenagers. (laughs) But just our presence, you know, I think is so important in these teen years. And, you know, it's allowed us to do things like travel Australia for a year um and have the travel adventures that I've talked quite a bit about already today because we've created this life where we've got freedom in terms of we get to we get to control when we work although you know it can be that there's there can be a lot of downsides to working and living and being married together as well like it's not all roses and sunshine as you can imagine um but I'm yeah really proud that we've kind of really like stepped out of the norm and we got a lot of judgment um you know when we initially sort of took that step um in terms of him him leaving his job and um sort of becoming more like more involved in the house side of things and the kids side of things like it's yeah there's still it's crazy that there's still a lot of a lot of judgment that can happen um with with that kind of shift within a house,
1: yeah, because it's just so normal for you know. The, the male figure to go out and be the mm-hmm. income earner. And I guess for me as a woman and a employee, like I find it so, um, yeah, inspirational that, that you have made those shifts mm. and it works so well for your family. So, mm. um, yeah, and it's, as you said, such a nice opportunity for your children to have, um, you know, it's, I know it's not easy for everybody but um, it's such an achievement for you to be able to provide that for your
0: kids as well. Yeah, definitely. And we, you know, like, yeah, like you said, we've worked, you know, we've worked at it. It hasn't been easy and it Mm. just drives me crazy when people say, oh, you're so lucky that you both get to work from home. (laughs) Like that whole lucky. Oh, yes, definitely. Like I acknowledge our privilege for sure. But also, we've we've worked for this, and we've made some pretty risky decisions to get to this point that we are at now. So it's um yeah something I'm really proud of.
1: Yeah, and I mean it doesn't come overnight. You've been a naturopath for 22 years. You've had natural super kids for you know what six years. So mm-hmm. it's not like it's a an overnight thing. It's it's exactly. taken a lot of a lot of steps
0: to get here. Yes, it certainly has. Um,
1: Okay, and then I guess our last question um, is what's next for Natural Super Kids?
0: Oh, well, this is a good question. Like at the end of 2022, heading into 2023. So I guess the thing that I'm most excited about with Natural Super Kids now is that it's so much bigger than me. Like I started Natural Super Kids, just me, one woman show, doing everything, and now, you know, we've got an amazing team, like obviously you included Mel, um, and other, other people that are really important in our team. And I just love that it's, it's bigger and more than me now, like the different ideas and the different ways that we can support our clients and our members, the ways that we work with people, like all of that sort of inspiration and and ideas come through the team. So I'm just really excited to continue, like um, growing and evolving Natural Super Kids to be, uh, uh, you know, a brand and a, a company that um, helps to inspire and support families to live healthier, really, and to get to the bottom and address the underlying causes of their kids' health issues. Because, unfortunately. You know, these kids' health issues that we see so often at Natural Super Kids, the eczema, the allergies, the mood and behavioural and sleep and gut issues are becoming more and more common. And, you know, we're all just really passionate about helping families to address those things um, and, and get to the bottom of what's going on as opposed to just that Band-Aid solution that's so often given um, through other means. Um so, really, we just I just really want to be continuing to create helpful and inspiring content for our Natural Super Kids Club members um, and also, you know, on our social media, in our podcast. We've got some really exciting topics coming up next year. And the thing that I love about running a membership like we do at um, with Natural Super Kids Club is that we can get creative within the one container because there's so many different ideas of ways we can support people and information that we want to share, but we can do that within the the club as opposed to, you know, continuing to come up with a new idea for another program or another, um, you know, package for for clients or, or whatever it might be. Um, we do have some exciting new things coming next year. We, I've been doing the kids gut health masterclass, for a lot of years now. And we are going to be changing that up next year. So we're going to have a new free masterclass coming out in March, all going well. Now this is going to keep me accountable now that I've (laughs) announced that. (laughs) yeah. And like, we're going to be expanding and growing the team um, next year. And the other thing that I love is that, um, you know, like giving other practitioners like you Mel um you know really good flexible um work opportunities so I get really excited about that too
1: yeah and I mean as an employee um I've worked you know in multiple different kind of areas and the opportunities that natural super kids give us and you as an employer and a founder give us is just the best like it he really is it's just so flexible um, it's you know one of the biggest things um, I commend you on is as a founder and a business owner is like your boundaries that you put in place for us as well like I think that that's um you know you allow us to kind of live our best lives and um yeah I think it's it's something to um really commend you on as a as a founder of a company as well so Aww, as an employee,
0: just wanted to say thanks. <laughs> that's so lovely to hear, because, yeah, that's so like uh, like I said, like the business gives me that life of flexibility. um, and I want to be passing that on to the team as well. Like we don't have to be all, you know, I don't know, like it like that flexibility is really important, and that um freedom to be able to choose your own hours. I mean, for me, it doesn't matter when you work, like as long as you're getting done, what needs to be done, like it doesn't matter to me when that is. So um yeah, thank you for saying that. And that just really warms my heart, that feedback, because Sarah, our practitioner, said to me a few months ago, like I'm I get a I'm really getting a lot of career satisfaction. I think she said it's in a bit, bit of a different way, but I was like, oh, that just makes me feel so happy that I'm being able to offer those opportunities to other practitioners as well. Because it's hard to get going as a practitioner on your own and not everyone's interested in the business side of things. So, um, to be able to give opportunities to practitioners that they can, you know, really shine and utilize their skills, um, within the company, Natural Super Kids. Um, yeah, I just love that.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we're at the end. Is there anything you wanted to say to the listeners or tell the listeners, um, to finish up and wrap
0: up this podcast episode well thank you that has been fun um hopefully I didn't I didn't overshare <laughs> no, you, you did, <laughs> um so I just want to say thank you to you for coming on and interviewing I know this is a bit out of your comfort zone as well so <laughs> thanks Mel and I love that about you you're always like willing to jump in and give things a try even though <laughs> even if you've <laughs> never done them before um And I just want to say thank you to our listeners. Like this is two years into this podcast now. We absolutely love sharing information in this way well i do and i just want to say mel's a big part of this podcast as well she writes the show notes she she secures a lot of our really great guests and comes up with ideas for um different topics because as you can imagine coming up with a podcast topic every single week sometimes the creativity is like oh what else
1: can we talk about yeah so if you have any guests or any topics in mind please email them through because we will hunt down um some guests
0: for you. Definitely. We're here to
1: kind of give you the information that you want, rather than
0: repeating yeah. the same information. Yes, yeah, such a good point. And Mel's good at hunting people down and getting them <laughs> to agree to a podcast interview. Um, and yeah, so I just want to thank all of our listeners, particularly our, you know, our avid listeners that listen to all the episodes, um, or even if you're just listening to you know the odd episode maybe this is your first episode you've ever listened to um i really hope that you enjoy the podcast um and i just want to say merry christmas because this is our last podcast for 2022 um we've got some exciting guests coming on for 2023 so yeah just thank you for your support everybody
1: yeah, and congratulations to Jess on the 100th episode and 100,000 downloads. So, um, yeah, we'll see you in 2023. See everyone. Merry Christmas.
0: Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. Head on over to our website, naturalsuperkids.com, for the show notes for this episode, as well as a whole heap of inspiration to help you raise healthy and happy kids. I'll see you next week.